The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Here we are, everybody. Welcome into the Players' Lounge. It's Wednesday. A great opportunity for us to talk about a lot of Dallas Cowboys topics and the Super Bowl coming off a uh, a really good ending in Los Angeles. So I'm Nui Scruggs. He is Danny McCray, former Dallas Cowboys safety, played at LSU, won a national championship there, and he was on this past season of Survivor. So, Danny, good to be back with you here. Um, the Mike McCarthy interview on Rich Eisen to me was very, very interesting because – that was a lot of talk that I had when I was out. I was out in L.A. all week long because the game was on NBC. So since I work over there, sit for the whole week. I would talk to different people, get their opinions about you know Mike McCarty's job status. And all along the way, people were just like, "Yeah, it's he's on the hot hot." Seat. That was just over. He's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat there. And the Rich Eisen interview was very interesting. Did you get to hear it? I heard. I heard some of it. I heard the uh, you know the part you know talking about Dan Quinn mm-hmm. and 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 the whole Jerry speaking about you possibly have another assistant coach that's on the roster that can possibly be a head coach for the Cowboys. So yes, I I heard that part. I did not hear the the entire interview, but I'm sure you'll lace me up. Yeah, and, yeah well, and, and, and well, let, let me know what's going well, on. Well, this is the genius we have in Chris Beam, who's been been a long time uh, Dallas Cowboys staffer. Here, Chris Beam produces produces the Players Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Chris, give me the first cut. This is the one where, where he mentioned Mike McCarthy talks about Dan Quinn, who, by the way, had several job interviews lined up, did, did several interviews, but decided to come back to the Cowboys as their defensive coordinator. You know, we talked about him staying here, uh, you know, long before he even took it, took the interview. Now, obviously, when he took the interview and then this, you know, this this narrative broke out, uh, I think it, in reflection to the relationship that Dan and I do have, you know, he just said, hey, man, if I'm not comfortable with this narrative. Um, you know, if, if if you really feel like I need to take one of these jobs, you know, just be honest with him. And, I, and I, we kind of laughed about it, and I just said, Dan, 10 to 12 years ago, I, I'd tell you, please get the hell out of here. I don't want to deal with this. But the, the reality of it is um, I'm about winning. He's about winning. And the best thing for the Cowboys is for Dan Quinn to be here. That, to me, was very revealing and just, show, to me, showed a lot of confidence and being secure. Um, it reminds me of an old line from the Blueprint 3. And Jay-Z said, I'm not worried about you because I'm already me. And I just thought that was very revealing for Mike McCarthy to say, man, you know, as a younger guy, I said, man, go, go. I'm worried about it. But now, hey, I know I'm better with you. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was, I was taking it a different way. So the way you just ended it was was good. I don't. I didn't take it as he's comfortable in, in his position to where it felt like that his job is so secure that it didn't matter if Dan Quinn was here. It was more of, hey man, I'm a, I'm an older guy now. I know exactly what I need to do to keep my job, and if I don't do it, then I understand the repercussions of me not doing that. Right. So the best way for me to get my job done is to have a guy like Dan Quinn on my roster, helping me get these guys together and getting us, getting us ready to play throughout the next season because that is a part of that's a big part of us being successful moving forward. Without him, you see that we had Nolan last year and he knows exactly 
what your team will look like when you have a defense that is not up to uh, up to par like we were this year. With also, let's let's get into the simple fact that this Cowboys defense is going to change. A lot of free agents. We don't know who's going to come back. Um, all you got to do is read several reports that hey, maybe Demarcus. Lawrence is not back at defensive end. Uh, J. Ron Kirsch, who had an outstanding year at safety, he could be gone. Uh, Leighton Vander, I was reading the other day, just kind of best fits for players. So uh, it was ESPN. They had uh, they had Leighton Vander Esch in Houston. They had um, Dalton Schultz with the Jets. Ooh. And then they had uh, Michael Gallup. I can't remember where they had Gallup. But anyway, just the fact is, there's going to be people moving around. Right. And and obviously, a starting player like uh, a Leighton Van Der Esch, who's been to a Pro Bowl, he's going to be attractive to teams. And the Cowboys may not be able to meet his price. And as far as getting numbers down here, if you want to take a big chunk number and you're looking toward the defense, it could be Tank Lawrence. But also, you've got an opportunity to have Micah Parsons, who now understands what his body needs to be and what it go when you go through a full season. For a guy that... Let's let's remember he didn't play his his last year at Penn State. Oh, you're off. Took a whole year off. Oh, so, you're off. So, and you played the game. I can't imagine seventeen game season that his body, when you're playing 12, 13 games in college, was used to what he had to go through. Yeah, the, the rookie wall is a real thing, right? And if you don't have the coaching staff, the training staff to be able to help you get through the entire season, then it's going to be rough for you. Now, if you didn't play the season before, it's going to be even more rough for you because the only way to get into football shape is to play actual football. And right. you don't and preseason is one thing. What we always say is preseason is 80%. Regular season, 90%. Then when you get to the playoffs and on the, on the way to the Super Bowl, that thing turns up three times, all right? So what you what he was able to do in preseason is a lot different than the intensity and what it took for him to make it through the Great. regular season and then to get into that playoff game, it took a little bit more. So just his ability to be able to do that is outstanding, but he did it, and it's—I mean—it is rough. So shout out to him. But moving into next year, he does understand what the, what a full season entails in the NFL. So back to Mike McCarthy here. So he, he he told Dan Quinn, "Hey, I'm I'm better with you." So he understands that. And here's more from Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy on the Rich Eisen show yesterday. Now this is him talking about Sean Payton. A lot of rumors about Sean Payton possibly becoming the Cowboys coach in 2023. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, we, we, we talked about Dan's situation. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we talked about Sean Payton's narrative also. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been discussed. You have discussed yeah. that with him. Huh? What is what is yeah. is anything you can share uh, that you have discussed? Oh, no, that, I mean, just, the, really, the, the, just the conversation was, you know, uh, you and I are in this, you know, back to back. And, uh, you know, it's a partnership and, you know, just focus on what we need to do moving forward. Um, and, you know, and he, he made some, you know, personal comments about, you know, how, how he feels about it. But, you know, that, that's really for, for him and I. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm very, very comfortable with our relationship and our dialogue. I mean, it's uh, at the end of the day, uh, we we both want the same thing. And it's, uh, and it's to, you know, to win the world championship. And, and hey, and definitely the narratives are unusual. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think you have to, you got to trust the relationships and the, and the communication and the connection that you have. So that's Mike McCarthy telling Rich Eisen about the conversations he had with Jerry Jones. Yeah, we didn't talk about Sean Payton. We didn't talk about that. Which, first off, yeah, you have to. It's an elephant in the room. I would go to my boss and ask, too. You're human. You're human. 
Yeah, listen, to me it sounded like one of those Marvel movies or or one of those detective movies or something like, uh, was it um, Lethal Weapon, where it's like, hey, man, we in this together. And the only way that we that we can take down Sean Payton, who in this in this case to them would be the villain, is if we're in this thing together. So he's like, hey, me and Dan Quinn, we got to understand it. We know what we need to do to both be here and both be, be successful so we don't have this other guy coming in and taking over any of our spots. So let's make sure that we in, in the trenches together and we can get this thing in the right, uh, moving in the right di- uh, direction moving forward. That's what it sounded like to me. So I'm glad that they are on the same page. And this is just I like Mike McCarthy, so this is not taking anything away from him, but this is another reason why people love Dan Quinn so much, because he understands what is needed of him for uh, for a team to be successful, no matter if it's taking the back seat and making sure that he has his head coaches back, if it's being in the locker room and make sure he gets the temperature uh, on, the, on the entire locker room, including his defense. He can do all those things throughout the entire organization, and I think that is that is something that that is unmeasurable when you when you're looking for a, a head coach defensive coordinator somebody who can really change around your organization I asked Michael Irvin about Mike McCarthy's job status and, and and he spoke about it and basically came down to guess what he says there's 32 of the best jobs in the world he's one president of the United States and there's 32 jobs in the National Football League and he says guess what if you don't get the job done you're going to be gone and that Mike McCarthy has to understand that to me it goes a little bit deeper because I remember when I used to do the Jerry Jones show on 105 through the fan Jerry had a great love for George Steinbrenner. They, in fact, they own a, a, a business together. And um, guys knew you didn't last long with Steinbrenner if you weren't winning. You know, there was an expectation he had. And if you didn't meet, so you knew, you knew, hey, you're here, but you could not be here. If you're Mike McCarthy, you're basically now in that same type of state. You know, if you don't get the job done, you're not going to be here. And the, and the job is a championship. Right. You know, Jerry's going to be 80 years old this year. You know what? This is the standard, okay? And if you don't meet the standard, they're going to go find someone else who's going to meet the standard. So in a lot of ways, fine. The best coaching job Jason Garrett did for the Cowboys was the year his contract was up, 2016. Number one seed in the, in the NFC, 13-3. Uh, did it with a rookie quarterback in Dak Prescott. That was the, He won coach of the year. Putting him against the wall brought out the best. So maybe this brings out Mike McCarthy's best to know they're the dogs are barking behind you, man. That, that's that's it. You're you're leading the pack, but there's a bunch of dogs behind you trying to get what you have. What are you gonna do? They out there, all right. And what I would do is call the place. But that's a, you know the conversation that we'll continue to have throughout this offseason. But if my back is against the wall, I'm bringing my weapons, my ability to do what I do best, which is, in my mind, for Mike McCarthy, calling the offensive plays, being more in tune in what is being done on the offensive side of the ball. When you're talking about having the correct weapons with a C.D. Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, I am going to bat with those guys, but I'm going to make sure I put them in the right position, especially if I know – like you said, the dogs are barking back there. They back there barking. I'm not giving it to nobody else to allow them to uh, to affect my ability to do my job. I'm going out there and calling the plays. Mike McCarthy, please call, just call the plays. Just do it for a game, and then once you get rolling, just be like, you know what, I'm I'm doing this for for the foreseeable future. Just just try it. There's an old line out there. Might as well die with your boots on. Please. And Parcells had a line. You're gonna get fired. You might as well do it your way. <laughs> 
Look, and that's how he's. That is how Bill saved his job with the Giants. It's like you know what, man. I tried to be nice. You got to. I'm gonna do it my way. And when Bill did it his way, so I became but a Hall of Fame head coach, won two Super Bowls. It's, it's nothing worse than than having a season that you don't expect to have, and then getting fired, and then sitting on the couch saying, "Man, I could have done it better." And it's like, look, but you didn't. <laughs> like right. you, you, you only have yourself to blame if you put yourself in that type of situation. And you, you bring up the great point. You have the control. Right. You have the control. So, um, it's going to be something that's not going to go away. We're going to keep on talking about this thing. It's going to last into the season. I was talking to Bob Glauber of uh, Newsday, and he's talking, "Hey, man, first time you lose a game, it's going to be uh, first time you win a game." But people think you should have won it by more. It's, uh, so it's going to be there all year long, and, and we're going to see how uh, he handles it. We just saw and heard from him on the Rich Eisen show. This is going to last for a long time here. So um want to take a break. I want to dive into I talked to C.D. Lamb at the Super Bowl. He was there for Old Spice. And he had this thought about Kellen Moore. And then he said something to someone else there that I want to get into you about, about usage. So let's dive into that. Danny McRae, Newey Scruggs, our friend Barry Church has the day off. This is a Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Attention, Cowboy fans. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Shave Logic is proud to offer Cowboy fans a special upgrade for a limited time. Visit ShaveLogic.com. Get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com. You're in the player slash brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, joined by Danny McCray. 
Players Lounge. It's about the players. Our other guy, Danny, uh, Danny's real old running teammate, number 42, Barry Church, got the day off. So it's just all Danny being able to give you his take on things. So you can just there you go. have to worry about there, nobody. There you go. It's Danny and Nui, Emmy Award winner. You were at the so, Super Bowl cover? Yeah, because you talked to C.D. Lamb. Okay, because I have not spoken with C.D. Lamb. So I'm just, I'm just the, you know, the special teams guy, safety that used to play in you. Or the person that gets to be in front of these stars and these guys who feel like they may need a little bit more. But so it was, it was cool to catch up with him. He was with Old Spice. I mean, I got I got some free stuff. <laughs> what's what's new? Okay, I'm surprised you don't have no uh, L.A. Rams Super Bowl gear on. I got the, got the, I got the body wash. Got the so. <laughs> what you got? But you got uh, what's the what's the other stuff we just got around here? What's Jack the, Black. Jack Black. You got Jack yeah, Black. A bunch too? of Jack Black stuff. Jack, Jack Black doesn't do deodorant. Okay, all right. But okay. yes, I, I, I. But but today <laughs> I did <laughs> I did use a Jack Black today from a shower. Jack Black. Yeah, you know, I like the Jack Black. I use it on my face too. So yeah, so no, no, I'm, 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 right, hey, man, you, you I'm about product. to say next time they've been handing it out, we're gonna let them know. <laughs> Dude, he like old spice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. an old spice guy right there. He yeah. like old spice. Yeah, it, it was it was. Hey man, look, I, it was free. You, hey, you know me. You can't be free. No, you know me. If it's free, I'm gonna use it. Can't and, be. And, and I, no, yeah. your your slogan is if it's free, I'll take three. <laughs> well, I, I see you, CV. Actually, <laughs> you go. True confession. So Old Spice had a little, they had a little booth there. He took more than three. Watch this. Yeah, they had a little booth there. So we were there all week. So You didn't take one a day. Oh. <laughs> one in, one out, baby. This man, it look, his luggage was too heavy on the way back. He had to, it was like, man, what this dude doing? <laughs> he had to buy another bag of Old Spice. <laughs> I brought home 11 sticks. Goodness oh gracious. And two body washes. He's Good never going to be. Listen. But 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 my boy from Denver, Vic Lombardi, had 26. Oh, okay. Competition. But he, but he didn't get no body So between the two of y'all. He didn't have any body washes. Between, yeah, between the two of y'all, y'all got 37 sticks of deodorant. <laughs> at least the studio is going to smell yeah, clean. Yeah, at least you good. Yeah, hey, take man, care of hygiene. Because CD and I were talking about, we can't be funky. Personal hygiene, I got can't, it. Can't be funky, baby. Can't be funky. Can't be funky. So, um. I, I asked CD about Kellen Moore coming back. I said, what does that mean? He said, it's important. It's important. So he, he had a good feeling about Kellen Moore. And then on a different uh, interview set, because he was making the rounds, he spoke about wanting to get the ball like Debo Samuel. Like, hey, man, get me the ball. And Debo's a, a thicker guy, obviously. But to me, and this is just how I took it, I want to hear your take. I don't care if I run it. In the round, smoke screen, something just give me opportunities. They found ways to give Debo opportunities. Do that for me. That's how I took it. Yeah, I, I think across the league, you see guys being utilized uh, in better ways than CD Lamb is being used, right? If you put a guy back there uh, on punt because you think he can be electrifying and, and, and change the game for you, then you obviously think that if you get the ball in his hands, that's all you have to do, that he has the potential to make a big play. So why not use him that way on offense, right? If you're going to put him back there on special teams to, to hopefully break you a long punt return for a touchdown, then you should uh, feel the same way about using, using him on offense that way get him a jailbreak screen all right figure out a way to get the ball in his hands quickly and let him do the rest that's why these guys are some of the best athletes that you've ever seen because they have the ability to go out there and make guys miss they have the ability to go out there and outrun guys when you see jamar chase catch a six yard uh hitch route and then take it for 70 it's because they say we're gonna put the ball in our best playmakers hands and we're gonna see if he can do something with it and if he doesn't you know what we're gonna do we're gonna give it to him again because nine times out of ten, he is going to make one 
one guy miss, and you're going to get a first down, you'll get a big chunk play, or you'll get a touchdown. So, yes, utilize the guy in any way possible. If he's asking you to be uh, come out coming out of the backfield as a running back, that's fine. If you don't want to have him getting 20 carries, line him up in the backfield, run him out on the flare route. Because you know what? Now you got a mismatch with him on a linebacker. These are creative ways that you can get CeeDee Lamb the ball. And hopefully, since it's important to have Kellen Moore back, he sees this as well. CD also gave comment about how the Cowboys started off hot and then, then tailed off. So he, he he admitted that, you know, didn't go the way they thought. I also asked him, I said, you know, Amari Cooper may not be back with the Cowboys. Are you ready to be the number one wide receiver? And he said, yes, indeed. So if the Cowboys decide that they want to move on from Cooper, who's due $20 million, CD Lamb says he's ready to go. And watching that game and watching Cooper Cup, uh, I just, I just simply said, okay, yeah. Um, CD Lamb. Well, and I'm not c- c- calling him Cooper Cup at all. But what I'm saying is, you have a difference maker. I believe CD Lamb's a difference maker at wide receiver. You believe he's a get these people the ball. That's that's what it comes down to. Get them the ball. The final drive, I think they threw it to him seven times. He caught five, scored the winning touchdown. We all knew where it was going. We all knew where it was going, man. Ten. See, but I think, and then this, but I think this is where I put some of this on Dak Prescott. All right, because when you listen to Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have a conversation after the game, when they were standing next to each other, they asked, "How do you how do you get this good? How do you get on this type of same page?" And they say, "It's the work that we put in together since Matthew Stafford has got here. Like you can't count how many passes we've thrown, how many uh, discussions we had, how much film we watched together in order to get on this type of page to where." Matthew Stafford feels the same way that uh, uh, Tony Romo felt about a Jason Witten, right? This is my guy. I know no matter what happens, I'm throwing this thing to Jason Witten because me and him are on the same page, and I know he's going to be where I expect him to be, right? That's the same connection that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have. That is the connection that needs to be made between Dak and whoever's going to be our number one guy, and it cannot be Dalton Schultz. It has to be a C.D. Lamb or an Amari Cooper for us to have the offense that we want to have because, as you see, the Rams, is a, they have a high-powered offense. Their run game's not working. Odell goes down. What can they lean on? Their triple crown receiver, the guy that everybody knows is going to get the ball. But the way that him and Matthew Stafford connected and they knew how to be on the same page, they were still unstoppable. Watching that final drive, it reminded me of Montana to Rice in Super Bowl twenty-three against the Bengals. Okay, you know where we're going. This is the connection. See if you can stop it. And they couldn't stop it, but you knew where it was going. And it just reminded me so much, and we've talked about it on the players' lines many times. Get the playmakers the ball. The difference makers make the difference. Let them do their thing. And then from a defensive standpoint, it's like Aaron Donald right there at the end. I mean, was there any doubt Aaron Donald was going to be around here making a play? And he he saved the game. And unfortunately for Aaron Donald, the MVP votes had to be into the two-minute mark. Yeah. Because if the MVP votes are tallied after the game, I think he wins it over Cooper it, Cup. It's still pretty close because Cooper Cup, had, he had a hell of a game, especially when you, when you put into perspective that Odell is out. 
right? At, at first, you're like, all right, the, the coverage is going to be split a little bit. Maybe Odell's going to be the number one guy because they might be doubling Cooper, trying to figure out how to get more attention to him. And then all of a sudden, you realize that all they have is Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford because the running game, although they continue to, to run it, you hear that? They continue to try to run the ball, and that got Cooper Cup open because the was it Eli Apple ended up coming up uh, to, to play the run, and Cooper Cup gets in behind him, so it still worked. But when you realize that it's only them two, that's hard to do. That is hard to do when all of the attention is coming to you as a receiver and you know it and you're still able to do what Cooper Cup did. So I still think it would have been close. But other side of the ball, same connection. Same connection because we can't gloss over the Joe Burrow and the Jamar Chase. If Joe Burrow has a half a second longer, Jamar Chase is running up that field past Jalen Ramsey, five yards past him while Jalen Ramsey is falling down. And though he did not get to throw the pass, you can see that they're saying, hey, we're going to put the ball. The first place I'm looking is the guy who I can depend on and have that connection with. And so I'm going back into here uh, and what you said, okay, what you said and why I think Donald is the MVP if they do it after the game. First off, I talked to a couple of the guys who voted, and they were like, yeah, that's where I went. Um Five straight possessions, the Bengals didn't score. And seven sacks, I mean, you just saw at the end. The thing we worried about for Joe Burrow became the undoing for the Bengals. They couldn't, they, they, they couldn't protect him. Yeah, they weren't blocking nobody, though. I mean, it don't matter. And, and, you would have had uh, Adrian Claiborne out there. Them well, dudes was, And know. by that time, by the time, it was, you know, like, like a fight. The body blows just got to him at the end. Well, you saw what happened, though. So the, the whole first half, the Rams are running a four-man rush, right? So you're able to double-team Aaron Donald for the entire first half. They came out the second half, and they rushed five, which creates one-on-one for Aaron Donald and Von Miller, and that was literally what changed the game for them on offense because Joe Burrow was actually – I don't want to say he was protected, but he was doing pretty well in the first half with being able to hold them off. The running game was still working a little bit, so they were doing okay. As soon as they created those one-on-ones – my man Joe Burrow was done. There was one-on-ones. There was ET stunts. And, you know, that's why they got, what, 50 some million that they need to be putting toward the offensive line uh, this season because that literally cost them the Super Bowl. I look at the job Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator of the Rams, did, and, and I just don't think we've talked about it enough. What a sensational job because that's a lot of weapons they got over there in Cincinnati, man. Um, wow. What, what, what an arsenal with with a really good quarterback. I mean, just a, real, a franchise quarterback. And to have them go five straight possessions, I, I don't think that happened to them at all. No, it didn't happen to them at all the postseason where they I, went five straight possessions without a score. I, I'll tell you this. I was upset with the play call. So, listen, they're Super Bowl coaches, so whatever. I know they, they had some in their mind. But as you watch the third and one, I think it happened twice. We They line up with P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. on side of Joe Burrow and try to run it on third and one. Hey, did you see Joe Mixon? He averaged almost five yards a carry. It, it, what, I'm like, I'm watching. I'm what are we doing? We. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> if you're going to run it on third and one and take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands, the person who should be touching the ball is Joe Mixon first, Jamar Chase second. Th- uh, was it fourth and one? Who touched the ball for the Rams? Cooper Cup. Coming around from the slot on a speed sweep, and he gets the first down, and they continue marching down the field. I'm with you. It's it's championship. It's go time. It's championship time. The difference makers, they're the ones that are going to get the ball, in my opinion. Um, Terry Bradshaw, uh, 
I was remember it was it was with NFL films. They said you go to the biggest ball of the year, dance with who brought you. Okay, Joe Mixon got helped helped you get here. Give the ball to Joe Mixon. Five yards of carry. Yeah, what, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Dude, keeping you in the game. Like, hey, you, look, you say you lean on the run game, which this is what I appreciated about both teams. They both continue to try to run the ball, not because it was being successful, because they knew it was going to keep the defense honest. I just I just want us to do that. You're, just want us to correct. do that. Look, I, I, I thought about it the entire time I'm sitting there. Like, I can hear Danny in my ear watch, watching this. The, uh, the Rams, not they, they're not moving the ball at all with the running but, game. But it's funny, on the last drive, Sean McVay came around and listened to his coaches. He's like, yeah, I, I think we're going to need Matt, Matt, Matt to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just go go do it. But at that point in time, that was the time. Okay, you tried, you tried, you tried. Here you go. Game's on the line. Go go do what you do. Well, they already got a touchdown off the run game. And, so, right, right. So, but, I mean, but I'm just saying, at the end, yeah. he's just like, okay, and we're going yeah. to play around him. Go, go and do what you do. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, hey, get a ball to Michael. Everybody else get that. Did you see that no look? Yeah, you seen the no look pass? Good. It was good, man. Look, the guy, man. That's a I, no look. He I, threw two I, picks, though. I told you he'd throw it to you. You <laughs> correct. To. And look, another great NFL films line. Great players don't always play great. Absolutely, they play great when they have to. <laughs> and with six twenty-one to go, Stafford got the ball. They went down the field, and they scored the touchdown. Joe Burrow and company had the opportunity to go down the field. Aaron Donald. He steps up. Yeah. No, I'm not having that. We're not doing it. And for me, once again, your best players playing when they need to play. Uh, I talked to Demarcus Ware, um, who unfortunately did not get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he will. His day is coming. I had asked him for a prediction because last couple of years, man, he's been spot on for me with these predictions. He said, "Go with the Rams. They're at home. Donald and Vaughn, they're, they're going to get it. They're going to get it done. And sure enough, here's Vaughn Miller. <laughs> you know, is I think half sack away from setting the Super Bowl record all time for sacks. And and we see Aaron Donald just just you know on the final drive on a man on a mission to get his ring. And there's the difference. Uh, there's just the difference all day long. And for me, based on how that defense with the last five possessions against a high powered Cincinnati team, Aaron Donald doing what he did because they just need to get a field goal. That was oh. the thing. Was like they they didn't need a touch. They just need a field goal in overtime. And they didn't do it. I was like, they was the defense. They were scoring a touchdown on that play. <laughs> that play that Aaron Donald sacked Joe Burrow. If he does not get there when he does, did you did you see it? Jalen Ramsey is on the it, ground. It, it, it was it was Jamar Chase is down the field, twenty I, plus yard. That was they were going to score. <laughs> I, I was going to say. This was not Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> finest moment. No, 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 no. It, it no, was no. a tough game for Jalen Ramsey. And yes, I know he got his, his face mask pulled in the. But yes, uh, which which goes to show how good they really are over Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, if they do the proper things as an organization, they should have a couple more opportunities to to make deep runs. I'm not going to sit up here and say they're going to be back in the Super Bowl, but they should be competitive to make some deep runs for. I won't say like Kansas City's been. But you should have that type of opportunity to to go deep in the playoffs for another three years while Joe and Chase are under rookie deals. If if, if they if they get it right with the offensive line, I am going to put them as being a contender against Kansas City for the AFC AFC championship for the next four or five years. If the, if they're able to get their offensive line right, because yeah. what we know is Joe Burrow is likely going to stay in Cincinnati. They're going to pay him to stay in Cincinnati. You got Jamar yes. Chase where you can pick him up on his fifth-year deal or you can you can hurry up and get and get him paid. If your offensive line is okay, 
then you're you're you should be good to go and competitive with the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. If not, then you know, then then you got an issue. But hit on the offensive line. We've seen guys who try to draft. We've seen guys who try to pick up uh, offensive linemen up in free agency, and they weren't what they thought they were. And then that whole season has been thrown in the trash, and you wasted however much money you spent. So make sure you hit on these guys. Let's take a break here. The all-in model of what the Rams did today or, or, or did to win on Sunday. Let's dive into that. And also, uh, your thoughts about that halftime show that they held over at SoFi Stadium. Danny McCray, Newey Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. You're the players on Fight by Hotels.com. Danny McCray, Newey Scruggs, Barry Church got the day off. Whew, lots to get to. Um, first, halftime show. Mm. Your thoughts? I loved it. I loved it. I, I'm not that old. You know, but I was still vibing with the 50 Cent dropped out of there. I remember I was in, I think I was a freshman in high school when 50 Cent uh, CD came out. I always loved Snoop Dogg. He's all over the place. You cannot not know Snoop Dogg. You got to watch, if you watch the NDA, uh, WA documentary, the, the uh, Straight Out of Compton, right. then you already got a feeling for, for Dr. Dre, even for the younger people. Mary J is on power now, and she's Monet, so you already know who, like, it's no way any generation should not been able to. To connect with somebody who was up there. Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, 
like I was singing along to all that, all, every song that came on. It was it was great. I love all the, the dancing and the and the stuff that they did to show respect to to the California culture and lifestyle. I thought they was gonna do a little a little Tupac for a second and and they didn't. But shout out, he, he gave you enough. Yes, yes, Dre gave you enough. I, gave I you thought enough. they were about to sit down and do it, but it was I thought it was great. I, I watched it up here at Concrete Cowboy again, and and the entire place was singing along, and everybody clapped at the end of the halftime show. First time I. I've seen something like that. So it, it was good. Hey, man, it was a really good show. I was happy to be in the building, but it was different. First off, the sound system, it's just not that good for what and they so far? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't that good. And also, where I was sitting, it was, it was different. It was high? You was up high? Oh, you was up high, high. <laughs> You, you were sitting up high in the snow. Can you see that? He over the he you over the board. Okay. That's his high. Bob, you could see what that high. Was your, was your ears popping? <laughs> you could have parachuted off the building with so, that. So 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 literally, you reach up there like that, that's about how far I was from the ceiling. Um, I think I was maybe seven rows from the last rows that you could have at SoFi Stadium. Them tickets so, was probably $2,000, too, for um, where you were sitting at. Well, six. Yeah, $6,000 was too. Um, so, so, it was hot. So, you're looking there on the stage. So, I didn't know where 50 Cent was. Mm. I had to look down, and I had, and I could see it on their little the jumbotron. It wasn't as good. It's nowhere near close to be the jumbo. Yeah, because I look. Cause I, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you about. It, now. Ain't, it ain't jumbo Jerry. It's okay. not. He still got the best video board in, in, in the game. Period. Um, they're tried. It's a little circular thing, but it's not there. So I was watching on my iPad. So in order for me to find out where people were, I'd Man. have to look at the iPad and say, "Oh, there's Fifty Cent." Man, so you had to do all that. I couldn't find Kendrick Lamar because I'm looking at the set and I'm like, "Where is he at?" Well, he was the front part of the set. And the beauty of it on the iPad was the TV cameras knew where guys were going to be lined up, and so so that was that was kind of the benefit. So imagine if you had paid for your ticket. So Kendrick came out here. Most of the stuff was going down there, and then on top of there. So you could they they looked like ants, man, but it was still you could hear it. You knew the songs. Um, there was a big contingent. Because I'm sitting there till toward that left side. There's a big Cincinnati Bengal contingent over there. When Eminem came on, man. They was in the. <laughs> most of the Bengal fans were white. <laughs> you gotta lose yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, he did that. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, I mean, he he had he had the crowd rocking, but it was just, there was a whole bunch of Cincinnati fans. So you said they was quiet before. No, no, you just. It, when, when he came out, it, it went changed. next level, and you could see it was it the Cincinnati fans over there. It was like they're mostly white fans, and they was like, you know, my gosh, it's dark eye. Black had, history was the dark eye. They had they had <laughs> they had something for they had something for everybody. I enjoyed it. Everybody so, that I talked to have loved the show. They keep comparing it to the Prince one, and, and I say this: old school people in general, not not you know, are not going to give anything that they thought if they thought it was great. Then it's hard for them to let that go as not being as great as something that happened in the future. All right, this, this Michael Jordan and whatever debate is going to continue to go on forever with Michael Jordan and LeBron. Tom Brady is out there, but the Prince now and the uh, and the halftime show that just happened is going to be up for who, who had the best halftime show. Um, I see your point. I see your point, and um, yeah, I I would tell you I'm a Prince person because I take two things out of it. One, he did it in the rain. 
man, to perform with condition, you know, you're thinking and you're you're not rehearsing for no rain. And and man, you know, you know, you wear them little little boots. I mean, you slip up, I mean, you can mess up and go down real hard. Uh, he didn't do it, and he did it by himself. Um, you know, no, no, no collaborations. It was just me doing my thing out there, and it, and it was pretty impressive. But what I saw was outstanding. It lived up to the billing. I went to the press conference during the week, and they said it was going to be fantastic. It was going to be great. It was good to see, man. And, you know, I'm a big Mary fan. I'm a big fan of all of them, but really a big Mary fan. I've seen her perform, and just that was the first time I saw all the rest. Everybody else, the first time I saw them perform, but I'd seen Mary perform before. Just um, one thing I've known, noticed through the years in terms of, of going to concerts and covering music, there's people who can sing, and then there's people who can perform. And it's harder to perform. Because that's when you can sing and you can bring everything to it and just just bring you in. And Mary J is just and she was tired after she was done. She laid it on down. You know, she had to because <laughs> no more drama. She laid it out there, man. She was really good. Shout out to Hove too, man. Listen, whatever they said about Jay Z and the, the, these these shows are, are getting better. Um, so yeah, I know. Uh, I enjoyed it. They so, getting no, better. They, they, Jay, so, hey, Hove, how you doing? We'll say Jay. <laughs> we had good. Hey man, fun stuff. We'll, we got more stuff to talk about next week. The Cowboys all off season long as we continue to have the players. Nice. We'll talk to you on Monday. I'm Louis Scruggs, Danny McCray. We'll chat with you later. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!